wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashuk, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian, Mr. Fret. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the F and Great from the Game Changer podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to you are listening then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? You know, folks, we were going to start off this show being really gassed up about Leon Ruff winning the North American title. And then, out of nowhere on Friday, we found out Zelina Vega is not the sole survivor of her WWE career. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 222. Make them understand. We're going to make you understand why Zelina Vega might have royally fucked herself over in WWE by doing the one thing that you're kind of supposed to do under contract, independent or not, and that's follow the rules. I am your host, King Ricky Rose, the king of the Kings of the Rings podcast. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. KOTR underscore podcast uh, is where you can find Kings of the Rings podcast on all of our social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Like, share, subscribe, listen to us each and every week by subscribing to that Wrestle Addict Radio wherever you listen to all of your podcasts like Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple, um, LinkedIn maybe, who knows, if they have a podcast. Everybody's updating podcasts and social media these days. Amazon Music <laughs> LinkedIn, LinkedIn will get well. there. They'll and get follow there. Wrestle Addict. <laughs> yeah, and follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. I find it interesting that it's episode 222 and we're going to be talking about Survivor Series of all things. And there's only two of us on the show because Kate was the first person eliminated from Kate from Team KOTR this week. So it's just me and Willie T. It's Willie T and the King, Dingo and the Baby, if you so please. Uh, so, Will, how are you? I hope I'm the baby, because I want to talk about Leon Ruff still, because that really that really grinded my gears. <laughs> I was not too happy about what they did. Really? But you can find all my anger. Yeah, I was I was not happy about it. I love, I love me some Leon Ruff, but... Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it if and when we talk about it on NXT coverage. But you can find me being angry about everything else on Instagram, you mad bro podcast. Where I get really angry, I get hot a lot on that podcast. Tears and Thomas, A R A S H U K. No Kate Murphy this week, as Ricky said, she is off being an adult and doing adult things for school or whatever the hell she's or whatever the hell they are doing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Proud of you. But. Probably proud of you, Kate, but probably good because we are going to talk about sex stuff with Selena Vega. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as Kate loves Selena Vega, this is probably not a conversation you want to be with two gentlemen 
locked and loaded. Yeah. <laughs> and so, ready to go. Yeah. I know you, So, well, I am not, yeah, I am not I single and ready to mingle, about, but that um, is okay. Yeah. Wait, what? I, I said I am not single and ready to mingle, but that's okay. I can still talk about oh. sex stuff in Selena Vega. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, whoa, that was a change. Um, but yeah, so I know you're, I know you're upset about Leon Ruff, but are you, are you happy about Kurt Stallion being the number one contender for a cruiserweight title? I didn't even know that was a thing. I just made my day. Yeah, he he won the number one contender battle royal for the cruiserweight title on the 205th episode of 205 Live. You know, I was really hoping Kate was here because my transition to Kate was going to be, <laughs> Kate, who do you think gets more viewers, AEW Dark or 205 Live? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <Right>? like, <laughs> we should put gets, that on the poll somewhere. <laughs> who gets who gets more views? And I'm counting YouTube plays as a view. And I guess um, 205 Live is strictly I'm on the gonna network. I'm going to go with Dark then. Yeah. I'm probably gonna go with Dark as well. <laughs> it just is so embarrassing <laughs> to 205 Live, but good for Kurt Stallion, my man. There you go. Yeah, he's doing big things. He didn't get. The, he didn't change his name either. I'm so happy. Well, Kurt Stallion, such a great name. You want to talk about an OnlyFans it name? It's Kurt Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a '70s porn name, Kurt Stallion. I love it. Yeah. Fucking so let's let's it. talk about this. Let's let's talk about Zelina. And the bombshell that happened as everybody was getting home from work on Friday. Like, this is how we started our weekend. Um, so, timestamp, because I we we did uh, we did have an, a writer of ours on our Articles of War blog, shout out to Dirk Justice, write a, a very quick article a couple of hours later after this news broke. So, here's what happened. 5.46 p.m. on Friday the 13th. By the way, this also happened on Friday the 13th. In 2020, like, nonetheless. Just, yeah, yeah, like, just a poor, poor choice. Friday the 13th, um, 5.46 p.m., Zelina Vega tweets, I support unionization. Ten minutes later, WWE says, oh, by the way, she's fired. But we wish her the best yeah. in her future endeavors. <clears throat> like, that's that's where... I got really confused because, like, the initial headline from Bleach Report was Zelina Vega released after tweet, 10 minutes after tweeting out she supports unionization. So, leading you to believe that she got fired because she supports unionization. And that just, if anything, at the very least, is highly misleading because you don't know. Yeah. No one knows. I mean, like, when I, when I put in our group chat, Ricky, the first thing you said was, well, she could have known about it beforehand, and then it was public. It's not like she found out what I'm released. What? Fuck. Right? It's not like within those ten. And I figure ten. I figure like ten minutes is right. Like I, getting a release. I'm I'm assuming the call is not going to be like, "Hey, Zelina, by the way, you're fired." <laughs> right? I figure that conversation might last a little more than ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah, it, it's very misleading. It led everybody to get on their keyboards and jump to conclusions. Um, yeah. With like, like, oh, they fired Zelina, but they're keeping Velveteen Dream. Like, one of those. Like, I, I heard that a lot as well. And I was like, one, none of, one doesn't have to do with the other. Like, let's take it for what it is. And we don't know exactly what happened, especially about Friday, because she tweets that. They, WWE counters and tweets back. It's probably because they got mad because she 
beat her to the punch, essentially. I, mean, I feel like they were going to do it anyways. It just so happened, yeah. like, it happened at a really weird time. And then, you know, she went on Twitch, apparently, and was still not talking a lot about the situation and what happened. So we, we just don't know. And so apparently, according to um, Sports Illustrated, who just came out with an article uh, several days from when you're hearing this, um, Sports Illustrated essentially said that Selena Vega breached her contract. And that Zelina Vega was one of the people, along with Paige, who was very against the rule or whatever, or the rule or the contractual thing in their contract, which allowed WWE to say, hey, while you're under contract with us, you can't be a part of these third parties using the name and likeness of yourself that you're under. Yeah. Which we have talked about in the archives extensively. I forget the exact episode title, but... I forgot which you know, one it was. That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation in and of itself. And Zelina Vega has the problem with that, you know, she has the right to one, breach the contract, and she also has the right to get fired. She has the right to do whatever she wants. But those are the consequences of her actions. Um, so like I I'm on I am on team WWE again with this one. Well, yeah, like you can't be doing that. And it makes sense. And even when we talked about with, with Kate Murphy when they met Jeff Hardy how they had a workaround and made it even better. Now, they might not do that for everything. I doubt WWE is going to have like a Twitch uh, hub <laughs> in Stanford, Connecticut. But but like there's, there's certain things that you have to do, and you're already making an exuberant amount of money being a WWE superstar, especially now with such a cut schedule because you're not doing house shows. It's like superstars right now, yeah. you have like no right to complain about additional income when 30% of the country right now can't even pay rent. Yeah, it's it's pretty well, but I think you know the contracting goes hand in hand because they, Vincent Company and and the, and the WWE brass, put out that memo saying, hey, we know a lot of you guys are on third parties under the names that you're using, in our brand, kind of cease and desist by October, or else you may be facing consequences, fines, suspensions, or we'll fire you. Right. You know that like that's. That's what it went down to. And again, according to the uh, Sports Illustrated article, Zelina was upset about it. Paige was a lot more upset. AJ was even, like, kind of upset about it, but AJ didn't really go to the lengths that Zelina did. Apparently, Zelina even got a meeting with Vince in Connecticut about her displeasure on on the idea. And, and you know, I'm not going to say it fell on deaf ears, but Vince is probably like, no. Like, it's in your contract. Like, while you're under contract with WWE... Your name and likeness belongs to us. It's kind of like an NCAA type thing, name, image, and likeness, except WWE created Zelina Vega. Like, she wasn't Zelina Vega outside of WWE. She was Thea Trinidad. That's her real name. Like, that's what she was wrestling under. I think she was under a a never name when she was an impact. But Zelina Vega is contractually tied to WWE. And so WWE owns the right to that name. And if you're using that name for a personal gain, WWE has the right to say you can't do that and we can fire you because that's breach of contract. Yeah. And they, and they have their valid reasons for like it might be like they might seem mean of WWE and I can understand that sentiment. It is a little rude. It can be like, okay, well, you're just being greedy, but it's also a cover your ass. It's a CYA for this for legal reasons on themselves. Like they don't want to get sued for something like, right? I mean, yeah. God, God, God forbid something happens that's out of both of their controls. WWE's on the hook for that. <clears throat> so, 
Yeah, Zelina is totally in the wrong here. Now, her support of unions is a whole other conversation. And what she does after WWE is a whole other conversation. Like, she had an OnlyFans, uh, possibly while she's on yeah. the contract. You know, the morality of having one is a complete conversation in and of itself. But while under WWE contract, you can't compare the two. Like, you can't call it, like, I don't want to use the term slut-shaming. But, like, you can't, you, you can't be, like, oh, WWE is being, like, um insert ill name word here because she had an OnlyFans because OnlyFans is like a taboo thing for societal reasons. It's like, well, no, it's just because that it's part of a WWE contract. And again, like WWE is a publicly traded company that promotes multi-billion dollar company programming, right? And they promote programming for children. Like you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that kind of adult thing while working for a, a program that's rated for children. You just can't be doing yeah. it. And essentially what happened was they found out she developed an OnlyFans, which is like $30 a month in and of itself for like her cosplay and like bikini photos and all of that stuff. And that apparently was like Vistrada broke the camel's back. Yeah. Yeah, I totally you know, they understand. They found out about it. They talked that. to her, and they said, "We gotta let you go." Yeah, and it turned out to be true. Unlike um, the other alleged allegations, which cannot be proven to be true, doesn't mean it's false. It mean it, it means it cannot be proven to be true. So they're not going to get rid of a a, a prospect because that could be a whole other legal issues for them. Like if they say they fired Velveteen Dream, right? Velveteen Dream could sue them. For improper improper termination. Yeah, wrongful termination. Wrongful termination because they 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 potentially fired her for something that may or may not have been true. Yeah, they can punch him on proof. TV. They can punch him on TV like they're doing. And that's totally fine. He's can, he's under contract. Yeah. So it's it's he it's gets a to say whole, and he's got good heat. Yeah, he, he does have good heat. It's a weird situation. It's like the only person who, or really, the only entity that really handled it well is WWE, which is very bizarre to say. Like, you know, the wrestling media, yeah. they twisted it to get clicks, to get people talking, to get people angry, mm-hmm. for them to be profitable. I hate that type of journalism, but I understand it. It drives me nuts. It drives me crazy. It's a You Mad Bro segment, but I get it. Because, like, wrestling and wrestling is just like, okay, it's not like it's news, but it's not really like important news if you will yeah in terms of like it's it's one of, like, of those no, things yeah. state of the country <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those things that yeah ww is kind of in the right and here's what i find interesting that no one's harping on they did give her the, the good line which are the best in their future endeavors which makes me believe that the window is open for her to return mm-hmm Unlike what they did with Enzo. Remember when Enzo got fired? Yeah, they said, fuck you. And don't let don't, I hope the door hits on the ass on the way out. <laughs> yeah, they were like, WWE released Enzo. And that was the entire thing. Like, nothing else was said. So it makes me yeah. believe that this was a little bit more amicable than what it's being led, what everybody's leading, what everybody's leading towards. Or leaning towards, actually. I think they, they professionally called her, had a conversation, said, we're firing you, these are the reasons why. 
you know, you and reminded her of like she's going to have a ninety day no compete clause, mm-hmm. in and of itself, and you know they probably are like you know we'll 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 talk about maybe rehiring you in the future. Yeah. Listen, she's twenty nine. She's got some time still. Yeah, and if if she did go to Titan Towers and talk to Vince and like aired out her grievances, man, good for her. Because any backstage people says yeah. if you if you like if you have a gripe, you gotta talk to Vince and you gotta confront Vince and like you know professionally. And if she actually did that, good for her, good on her. And if Vince actually took the call and like actually sat down with her, good on him. Like at the flex. Yeah positively on all parties now if you fall on deaf ears you fall on deaf ears that's the nature of doing business but at least the door was open so yeah. i don't i i generally do not understand the hate that's being thrown at wwe you know i can i can understand the support for zelina because she's an amazing talent she's incredibly talented good wrestler gorgeous woman um a killer on the mic, one of their best talents, like overall, you know, she's tiny. Yeah. But you, yeah, she broke a contract. She broke her legal agreement. What'd you think was going to happen? Yeah. And they, and like, it, it was such a weird time because Zelina was a rising star. Like, she finally got out of that Andrade and Angel Garza thing, which, thank God, have you seen Angel Garza lately? It is horrible what he's doing. <laughs> like, Absolutely horrible. Andrade's not even on TV these days, and they kept Zelina, and they gave her like, "You're going to be a single star. You're going to do. You're going. We're going to move you to SmackDown. You're going to be able to like be built up. Like, could you imagine like her learning under learning under the people like Sasha, learning under like Bianca Belair? She yeah. would be. She would. She would have been a perfect fit. Yeah. You know, but she and she was a ride star. Everybody liked her, but this is one thing that she butted heads with, and. She tried to fight and she lost. And I think WWE also used her as an example. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's 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 a shame. But it had to happen to someone. And unfortunately, it was her. Um, I have no doubt she'll land on her feet somewhere. Um, AEW's women's division is looking pretty terrible. So, yeah. who knows? But, and, and we don't know the full story. We don't know if unionization really had anything to do with it at all. We don't know. You can't just play that assumption. And you can only go based off what you know. And what we know is that she had an OnlyFans, an extra account, which she cannot do contractually. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, you cannot do it because you signed your name on a dotted line. Yeah. You knew what you signed up for. And if you didn't, that's your fault. And don't sign the paper. Like I was always taught, you don't sign anything you don't read. Of course. Not just a user agreement on Facebook. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't sign anything you don't read. And if you don't understand it, you it is always within your right to ask a question. Be like, yeah. what does this mean? What is this actually saying? Like, before I sign my name, what does this mean? Yeah. If you just blindly sign it, then shame on you. Then you're fucked. Because you can't yeah. claim negligence once your name is on the dotted line. Yeah. <laughs> A little, little too late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little too late for that one. So, I mean, that's the thing with Zelina, and we wish her the best. She's going to be back. I, I I really have a high hope that she's going to be gonna be back, and she'll understand. There was also some word coming out that when WWE came out with this, like, mandate, they were trying to broker deals with a lot of these companies, with, like, Twitch and Cameo, um, and a lot of these third parties where, yes, WWE was going to get a cut of the money, as is their right, 
but they're but like the wrestlers were still going to receive a good sum of that money as well. Yeah, and there are some wrestlers who own their names. Like I think AJ Styles, Styles. owns AJ Styles. Samoa yeah, Joe you... owns Samoa Joe. So maybe they could. That's that's a that's a legal dispute to be solved with people above our above our pay grade. Yeah. But you know, maybe not. Like maybe they have to pay them extra to use the name, or else they just change it. Right, it's kind of like for mm-hmm. AJ. It's kind of hard to change his name. He has AJ tattooed on his body, so, yeah. <laughs> so like you know, they're kind of yeah. stuck with that one. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting. But uh, are we going to pivot to the whole idea of unions now? Is that our oh, plan? we will. I yeah, we will. I do want to say with the with the names of people coming in, names like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. I believe you had to show proof of ownership of name before you got into WWE, so that mm-hmm. they wouldn't change. And I think that's what Styles did. He had like actual like legal ownership of the name so that he could like somebody can use it yeah tna wasn't smart enough to, to copyright shit <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly that's why that's why cody was mad for a while because he couldn't use his full name because WWE copyrighted it see i think see that that is example of WWE is being petty that, <laughs> yeah that is that's a situation where even though WWE is legally in the right Fuck you, because you're, you're an <laughs> asshole. You are an asshole. Like, although what, although what if Cody legally changed his name to Cody Rhodes? He would then own it. Yes. But he wanted to go by, he wanted to stick by Cody Runnels. I would have changed to Cody Rhodes. I mean, Runnels, I, I get it, you're a Runnels. I, yeah. You know, but. Like, like Stone Cold yeah. legally changed his name to Steve Austin. Did he really? That is his legal name. Yeah, he's no longer Steve Williams. He's Steve Austin. That's his legal name. I oh, believe. Shit. Fact I, did, tra- I did not know that. Someone can fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure he is. His legal name is Steve Austin. That's fucking dope. <laughs> talk about talk about living the gimmick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's still drinking beer. Um. So yeah, let's let's move over to this unionization thing because things these things kind of went hand in hand. So because you think about the contract thing that happened with WWE and their cease and desist order, and then obviously anything that Andrew Yang tweets about is about Vince and wrestling. Like I don't know, if, I don't know any of Andrew Yang's political views. Um, and this has just sparked his interest that much more with WWE being like, I'm gonna get them. <laughs> you know, and he like I want I want Andrew Yang to cut a promo on like AEW. I want yeah, Andrew Yang Shaq's, to Shaq's off. coming to AEW. We'll see. Maybe Shaq will do it. So, uh, anyone who's not <laughs> anyone who's not familiar with Andrew Yang, I am on the Yang Gang. Um, but I will admit that he is off base. Um, when it comes to unions, he probably has really good points that I'm not aware of. But when it comes yeah. to unionization with wrestlers and WWE specifically for WWE, he's kind of. He's kind of over. He's kind of overshooting a shot here because he doesn't. I don't think he fully understands how much WWE goes above and beyond to take care of the talent. But Andrew Yang is a big proponent of UBI, which is Universal Basic Income, which essentially yes. means every month the government would cut you a check for a thousand dollars. Every single person in this country would get a check for a thousand dollars to kind of ease the burden off of bills. The money would be then reinvested into the economy. Like, if I had an extra $1,000 a month, that would cover most of my rent. I would reinvest so much more of my money into my business. So would my so would my partners. And so would anyone else. That would go straight to rent. That would go straight to food, necessities. And the idea is that within the next 10 years or so, if not even, if not more or less, a lot of jobs, the low-paying, low-wage jobs, 
are going to dis- are going to be gone due to automation. Like truck drivers who are a union, they're going to be gone. Grocery store clerks gone. Cashiers gone. Um, literally, a lot of jobs that people use to get their foot in the door for minimum wage are just going to be gone. And where are those people going to go? What are they going to do? It's going to be a huge economic problem. So Andrew Yang is way ahead of his time, in my opinion, with universal basic income to kind of ease the burden. Because that money would get reinvested right back into the system where it's coming from. And buy so many more Jordans. Right? Yeah. You know they're making... Side note. Or side break. You know they just came out with, like, Jordans that lace themselves up? See? Automation. Sorry, Greg, you're flying as a shoe tire. <laughs> but yeah, it, when you think about the unionization, I want to harp on the contract and we go to unions. So I in in the in the Articles of War articles, so essentially the writer Dirk Justice um used an example like you wouldn't see Mickey Mouse at Universal Studios. Because Mickey Mouse, the name image of likeness of Mickey Mouse is owned by Disney. If anybody yeah. else wants to use Mickey Mouse's name, Angel Likens, guess what? They have to go through Disney. Express, uh, no, is it Express Written Consent? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing with a WWE Superstars name. Like, any joke, like, that's, that's the reason we don't have WWE Superstars on our podcast, because it costs an arm and a leg, number one. And there's a lot of legal, there's a lot of loopholes you have to go through to even get in your foot in the door to talk to any of them. Don't get me start with PR loopholes. They probably, they honestly, sometimes I wouldn't doubt they give you questions to ask them, or questions need to be pre-approved. Yeah. Which I there's get, some... totally, I get, I get it. I hate it. Yeah. But if I was WWE, you goddamn right I would do that. You fucking out of your mind. Yeah, yeah that that it it makes sense. And so, the the thing that everybody, especially Yang, hasn't has a problem with is that the claim that WWE doesn't do anything for the wrestlers because under the guise of an independent contractor. Which, by the way, everybody in wrestling is an independent contractor when you really think about it. That's how the business kind of grew. And that's how wrestlers were able to be mobile. Granted, WWE does have a clause in the contract saying, being being like, hey, you're an independent contractor, but right now you're contracted to us and you can't go anywhere. Which is still not illegal. It's it's a gray area because... Yeah. Well, I'm kind of in the same situation too. Like, I'm an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. For my job... Now, luckily, they give me 40 hours a week, sometimes more, sometimes a tiny bit less. Yeah. But I can go work somewhere else, but it's not that easy because I take up so much time at my current job. And if I, But at the same time, I can take off whenever I want. I just yeah. have to give them enough leeway to let them know. So like last week of December... I'm off that whole week and I let them know like a week or two ago just so they were aware. Or like if I have to go in for a dog's appointment, I go, hey, I'm going to be a little late. They can't tell me no because I'm not employed by them. I'm employed by a PR agency, which is employed by the company. So I have that leeway. Um, Yeah. I don't get all the benefits. Like I don't get paid time off. I um, don't get the same health benefits they get. But that's the that's the part of being an independent contractor. But I also get paid for how much I work. 
And I, I personally prefer it. So when it comes to independent contracting, it's it really comes to preference. And a unionization kind of takes away that preference. Yeah. And with with unionization, like it's it's been attempted before in in wrestling, especially in WWE. So back in 1986, I'm gonna tell you a story, folks, of the 80s, which is always a bad omen. But back in the 80s, there was a guy named Jesse the Body Ventura who was so popular he became the governor of Minnesota. I think he still Don't is. Ask. <laughs> no, 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 no he might not. not. No, he isn't. No, he isn't. He's no. not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Fuck me. <laughs> <He's not. laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so Jesse the Body Ventura, um, according to our article from Deadspin, Jesse decided that he wanted to try to form a union before WrestleMania two. Maybe not the best idea. <laughs> so what? <laughs> so what happened was Jesse got all the boys in the locker room, and here's what he said. And Jesse Body Ventura is quoted because he also said this on the Austin podcast uh, two or so years ago. He goes, "I gave this big speech. I left it at oh no, we're pulled." He says, Ventura, for his part, has told the story numerous times, most notably in extreme de- detail on Steve Austin's podcast. Ver Ventura expresses disgust with WWE wrestlers being classified as independent contractors. He goes on and states, I thought we are not independent contractors. We can't work for another promotion on Wednesday and work for you on Friday. It doesn't work that way. How are we independent contractors? As as the former Minnesota governor tells it, he held a locker room meeting in 1986, about two weeks before Mania 2, during which he pitched the idea of a union, noting that it would be relatively easy to gather support, given that all of the advertising for the show was out and the event was being held in a union building. Which is at the time, WrestleMania 2 was held in three locations, Los Angeles, Long Island at the National Coliseum, and Chicago. So... Take it as it may. So he says, I gave his big speech. I left it there and I went home. Ventura told Austin. The next night, I got a phone call from Vince McMahon who basically threatened to fire me if I ever brought it up again and read me the riot act. And I then did WrestleMania 2 and immediately left and did Predator and was a member of the Screen Actors Guild. That's <laughs> my new <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so since he did Predator, he became a member of the Screen Actors Guild because he is an actor, essentially, at that point. And he gets retirement from the Screen Actors Guild. He gets health care from them, so on and so forth. And Ventura goes on to say, so when I came back, I told Vince point blank, Vince, I won't ever bring up the union again. And I said, if these guys are too stupid to fight for their rights, I have my union now. I'm a member of, of the Screen Actors Guild or SAG. He gets health care retirement and he gets everything from, from them and I'll pay my union dues. So I actually looked up the Screen Actors Guild, like union dues or fees. Yeah, I, like, I know a little bit about SAG. Um, I know a few people who are in SAG and yeah. they can only work for people that SAG, not, I don't know if they find them for them, but they can only work for companies that accept SAG actors. And I don't, I may be wrong here, but if everyone isn't on SAG, like you can't mix and mingle. So if you're working with someone who isn't part of SAG, you don't know if you can work for them. I might be very wrong on that, but SAG yeah. in and of itself has a lot of pros and cons. Like if you're a SAG, you can only work SAG. Which yeah. sounds like, which sounds like, huh? Exclusivity. Yeah. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Interesting. So years. So this again. Ventura was did this in the locker room, the locker room with the boys, you know, and no, no heads around. So the question is, how did Vince find out about this? Well, 
in a deposition years later because, you know, Ventura and Vince never really got along <laughs> a lot of the time. And Ventura was uh, brought Vince to court for something. And this came up about the unionization thing. And so Vince was asked in the deposition, how did you find out about this? And without, without batting an eye, who did Vince say? Jesse. No. He said, Hulk Hogan told me. Oh, that fucking rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan Brother. told him about this and Vince squashed it. And which brings to me which brings to me a good a big point. Unionization could be good. It has its benefits. You get protections and, and everything like that. However, a union is a union is only as strong as its members. And so it's one thing for Zelina to be like, oh, I support unionization. But you know who didn't talk about unionization at all this week? Roman did it. AJ didn't. Charlotte Flair hasn't said a damn thing. Randy's kept his mouth shut. So there's there's a there's a bit of a difference there when, when your top people are like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. And Zelina's like this little person. Like, I, I hate to say, like, who is Zelina Vega because we all know who she is. But when you look at it in the bigger picture, if you don't have support from your locker room leaders, like Undertaker's never said shit about it, then how yeah. far is this even going to go? Like, it's like it's her and Paige, really. It's really it. Yeah. It's essentially they're the vocal minority in this, no pun intended. Yeah. It's just like, if your company needs a union, you're working for a bad company. And I don't see WWE as that as a bad company. No, I think the argument can be made um, either one way or the other. Um, I do lean more towards they do take care of them. Like we've told countless stories. Like when Ciampa had his injury, you saw like his his um his video on a network, his special. He, that was he even said like I love that he said, like, special. WWE covered everything because he got hurt Seth on Rollins, that time. Seth Rollins blew out his knee. WWE sent him straight away. All the times Triple H blew out his quads. Yep, like Jake the Snake's rehab, um, a few times. Like Ric Flair's divorces. Ric Flair's divorces. You know, like there's ECW count- in general. Yeah, ECW in general. Like, there's countless stories of WWE taking care of these guys. Or even, like, um, I believe they covered Shad's funeral expenses. Did they? Did we cover that? Or did John Cena do it? I know John Cena, uh, what people believe was John Cena donated a a crap ton of money to, uh, I think, a fund for his son after Shad passed away. Right, but, but like, uh, but, like, they, they do stuff for people... Who's not even under contract? Who just used to be under contract? So they they really do go above and beyond. And if you unionize, maybe they sometimes they can't even do that because it'll get stuck in a legal loophole. And also some other examples. Uh, everybody looks over because Daniel Bryan's back. But if Vince didn't say, "I'm not wrestling you anymore," like I'm not going to let you wrestle, we may not. Daniel Bryan might be dead. When you think about it. Yeah. You know, and also WWE was the reason that Roman Reigns discovered, oh, crap, I got leukemia again. He got a blood test and the doctors were like, there's something fucked up with your blood. You need to go check this out. Yeah. You know, Um, and I was uh, when I was watching the Paul Bear documentary too. Paul Bear or William Moody, Paul Bear was having weight issues and they paid for his gastric bypass surgery. Yeah. Um, They offered Yokozuna countless times to help him with his weight. 
you know, he turned it down because he just didn't care. But, um, like, any time, like, Scott Hall's rehab... Um, yes. Which which I don't believe WCW did. Bischoff was just oh, like, no. you gotta clean yourself up, brother, even though they were really good friends. But AE, like, if AEW said we need a union, like, you know, that's something we look into. But WWE in and of itself, I just, I don't see it. I see too many stories of them just taking care of their own. Yeah. And, it, and, and the byproduct is you got to kind of have to deal with these legal loopholes, which in all fairness is just good business. Yeah, and unions are, are an interesting thing because when you think about unions, you have to pay dues and you have to pay like a fee to be coming come to union. And guess who's not paying that? The company's not paying that fee for you. It's coming out of the, that's coming out of the union member's pocket. Yeah. For, for one, you know, all of that, the, and the unit's only as strong as the members and as and how much money you put into it. So you're going to need a, a whole bunch of wrestlers to start this off, for one. You're going to need some legal representation, which is going to be an ass load of money in and of itself, to even yeah. get this off the ground. And, and not only that, right, mm. if you're an independent contractor, it's a whole different tax tax bracket, right? Like you're, you're a W-2 or a 1099. Um, yeah. I think you're a 1099 as opposed to a full-time you're a W-2. So like a full time, it's just it's different. It's different taxes. So they could be better off tax wise for being an independent contractor. Again, they got they got to pay for their own expenses for some things like travel. They got to sure. cover all that stuff, food, all that stuff. But they're paid so much anyway. It really doesn't necessarily matter. At least nowadays, back in the day, it was much different. But any yeah. crazy cost that's something that's not out of their control, it's covered. Like when yeah, Braun like WrestleMania had, is almost completely covered by the by the company. Yeah, like when Braun Strowman had was driving back to Wisconsin and they called him to be in the main event of WrestleMania, they had a private jet. Who do you think paid for that? Yeah, they literally Not called him like, "There's yeah, they're like, there's a plane coming for you tomorrow morning. Get on it and come back." That's that's what they told him. Yeah. <laughs> now maybe that would still happen if it unionized, but maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But like, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard. I think there's a very strong argument for why wrestling doesn't work for unions. That construction workers, yeah, they should probably unionize because there's certain guidelines you have to follow with the government and then with the workers for safety, precautions, like code violations. Amount of of hours worked, I believe. Yeah, amount of hours you're allowed to work. Like truck drivers need to unionize because you can only be on the road for a certain amount of time for the safety of the driver. Like that all makes sense to me. But wrestlers, just like, you know the job you're getting into, like, risk is literally the job. Your job is to put your body at risk. Yeah. How would, a union, a, a how, would a union, how would a union even work for that? Like, construction work is, yeah, there is risk, but that's just like a just-in-case thing. Whereas WWE mm-hmm. and wrestling, risk is expected. Yeah. I mean, you have Vince McMahon jumping off stages to teach yeah. Gronkowski how to do stuff. And, you know, a lot of them get health insurance from their spouse. Like, Dean Ambrose has it through Renee Young because she's from Fox. You know, yeah. Charlie Caruso probably has it through ESPN. ESPN, probably. And that she's a contractor for both. But, right, like, they also pay them enough where they can afford their own health insurance. Yeah. And, yeah, and so when you like, think about it, if they're, if they're trying to do a union and all of this stuff, and so let's let's do a union thing together. And the biggest thing with unions that I know of, besides my own parents both being part of very powerful unions, the teachers and the um, uh, the postal workers union in and of itself, um, 
Let's look at let's look to sports because this is the best. This is going to be the best um, comparison you're going to get because it's sports entertainment. And so you think of like, let's take the NBA for example because the NBA is a great example of this of, of a union. So the NBA and and the NBA Players Association, which is a union, yeah, they have union. to come to these agreements every every couple of years. It's called a collective <laughs> bargaining agreement. With the, with like, the these... owners. Ugh. Yeah, with the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to come to an agreement about about a whole bunch of stuff. Things that the owners will provide, things that the players will provide, expectations, so on and so forth. If they don't come to an agreement within a lot of amount of time, guess what happens? They strike. There is no NBA. Yeah, yeah they strike. There's a MLB, strike. 94, 95. MLB the NA, the NA, the last NHL strike killed the NHL and they're mm-hmm. still recovering from it. Mhm. Still um the NBA the NFL strike was one of the most historic ones ever cuz that almost killed them as, as themselves with like you know the replacement players and all of that stuff. So then it goes into they they strike and then you go into like all, it becomes a giant legal battle which could which would be months. Absolute yeah, lawyers, lawyers love because then you get lawyers involved. They love dragging shit out because they get paid more. Like my absolutely, thing with, my thing with unions is that a union in and of itself is almost like its own independent entity as a business. Yes. So the union is going to look out for the union, and the owners in a, in a sports reference going to look out for the owners. And when they clash, nobody wins. No. So no, WWE kind of has this handshake agreement, word of mouth agreement that they really do live by. You know, like listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast or any stories you hear about Vince from behind the scenes is that when you shake his hand, that's it. Word is bond. If he doesn't have to go through legal ramifications, he probably wants to avoid it because he's an old school businessman who just yeah. likes to handshake agreement and he lives by it. Like, you know, when you talk about independent contractors, like when they come into the company, he goes, I want to honor my dates. And Vince will go, good, honor your dates. Shake shake my hand. After your dates are done, you'll come work for me. Yeah. And you'll honor your dates. Like That still happens like, to this day. Yeah. And like a union could muddy those waters. Like a union's just like, sorry, Vince, I'm like, I have to finish these dates instead of I'm going to do the right thing and want to finish these dates because I'm contractually obligated. As opposed to like on my own free will and the will of the company. Instead of a union and a business, it's I, I think it just mucks it up for me, and I th- it, I, it, I, I just don't odd. think wrestling is a necessary entity to have a union. It's 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 pretty wild too, because also when you think about wrestling and, and unionization, so let's say let's say a strike happens in in wrestling. Let's say WWE forms this union and it's called like the WWE Superstars Association or or some shit like that, you know. And the Superstars Association and WWE can't come to a collective bargaining agreement. Do you know how many things have to get canceled? So so you're going to have to cancel all of your live TV. You're going to have to cancel all of your house shows. Guess who loses money? The company loses money. You lose money. That, that, um, that arena is going to lose money. They're going to have to refund money for people who already bought tickets. There's no yep. end in sight to like when a collective bargaining would even come to an, would they come to an agreement on it? So you're gonna to have to start canceling dates at like months in advance. Yeah, the production That's a staff, lot of the loss. cameramen, the the effects yeah. people, the pyro guys, the guys in the truck, the TV guys, who are also also probably independent contractors, unless they're like, 
um, signed by the company, but I don't know how WWE does it. They could outsource it to the companies from town to town. Like, yeah, uh, WCW would hire the Disney production people when they went to um, Universal. When they were in the studio, right? When they were, when when they were, they were in the, when they were in the Disney, Disney studios, they would just get whatever guys they had, or they would get guys from Turner, like TBS yeah. production guys. So they they it differs it differs from where they go, and those guys are all contractors. So if the WWE union goes on strike, they're all fucked too. Yeah, and and it's almost a lose lose. And as Cody Rhodes said, um, you know the the king the king of the marks this, these days, Mister Cody Rhodes, who got his name back. Congratulations, Cody. He said in an ESPN article when AEW was like just up and coming. So here's what Cody actually said about this, which I thought was very very interesting. Um. Hold on, let me pull it up here. So Cody says in his little uh, in his little excerpt, he says we want to make we want to make wrestling a better world for the fans by making it better for the wrestlers. So the first step you have to you have is up is up that price point and you take care of your wrestlers more. When more of that happens, we can we can continue to go. And then he goes on to say a union in pro wrestling, and that's the thing that people say all the time, and they don't realize it, that a union in pro wrestling would put pro wrestling out of business. But with that said, we should be actively working towards some sort of body, and this is outside of what I'm talking about with AEW and as me in the executive role, but we should actively be working to have the happiest talent you can possibly have, whether that starts as a talent feedback system or a player's league or some sort of body where there's a complete transparent communication between those in the office and those in the locker room. That's massively important, especially when you are traveling the world. I think taking those steps, even if they are baby steps, is great. Yeah, that, that's a perfect statement to say. He's like, he's, he's pretty much just saying, listen, guys, we're all adults here. Yeah. We don't need, we don't need to be backed by like the legality of, and restrictions of a union. If you have an issue, talk to us and we'll figure it out like adults. We'll come to an understanding. Like if you want to say there is parts of the wrestling industry that could be improved in terms of professional care, um, travel, you know, like stipends, uh, um, uh, expense reports. Yeah. You could, that's, that's a fair conversation to have. That's 100% fair, and there probably is room for improvement. But I think a union is just, it's a, it's a giant leap in either direction where you just need to take small steps, like Cody Rhodes said. That's a perfect way yeah. to put it in my eyes. Love it. Yeah, baby steps. And I think he's right, and the union would kill pro wrestling. Because mm-hmm. let's, say, let's say the union gets even bigger. Let's say the union's outside of WWE. Let's say it's more like a SAG thing, which I think in the long run would actually work for pro wrestling. Like, I don't think they can have, like, this traditional kind of union. Because I think if you're going to do a union, it has to be all of these people who are who deem themselves wrestlers. And then, you know, the union works with all of these other, um, with all the companies. Potentially. This is, mm-hmm. the, this, I'm, I'm, jumping, I'm jumping a little bit here, but the, potentially that could work. But let's say, let's say, it, like, all the wrestling companies and all the wrestlers have these two separate entities and they go to this collective bargaining so let's let's say that collective bargaining again they hit an impasse then all of wrestling's done a lot of those companies aren't surviving a strike yeah yeah it just it drags out disagreements yeah and a lot of those companies are not going to survive that and the fans lose that's what's most that's what's most important really we lose 
<laughs> yeah, and that and, the, and that's the fear that Cody Rhodes is trying to kind of be like, yeah, unions are great, but we can't do that in this business. It's the nature of the beast because it's not like there. It's not like now where WWE and AEW are in are in like these one places for extended periods of time. Right now, maybe a union would work, but when you know things open up in like a year or so from now, we're on the road again. We're traveling again. There's too many other people who have hands in the pockets of all these major promotions that if a strike would happen because they were to a union, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely over, and you 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 have to prevent that. Yeah. And in the end, if a company isn't taking care of their contractors, not taking care of their talent, not taking care of their boys or then the girls, they're going to leave. They're not going to work there. And yeah. the free market will take over. Which is what happened. Invisible like hand of competition. If, if your company needs a union, you're probably working for a bad company. <laughs> like unless you're, a, unless you're a teacher, unless you're, you know, unless you're a post office, that's a little bit different. Because yeah. there's, there's like federal restrictions you have to abide by and for safety precautions, truck drivers, construction workers, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. Ricky, we could go on about this all night. We could just beat a dead horse at this point. Yeah, we can. So, you know, <laughs> catch part two on you, Matt, bro, whenever we decide to do this again yeah, in right. pro wrestling. But for right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to try to survive a Survivor Series prediction with just the two of <sighs> us. Uh Apparently, Will has some issues with Leon Ruff winning the North American title, and uh, AEW had their uh, had the Real Housewives moment this past week. So, all of that when we get back. Hey guys, it's the Princess of Pro Wrestling, so Cal Val. You are listening to Wrestle Attic Radio. I'm sending all the love from California. Mwah. When you're told a secret, you'll do everything in your power to keep it. When it comes to the Secret Files podcast, the secret will never be told to you until you press the play button. Anything and everything is open for discussion. There are no limits to what will be discussed, and nothing is out of bounds. It's the kind of show that is willing to go out of its comfort zone and talk about topics that most people aren't willing to put into the open. The kind of show that can go from the serious and controversial to the fun and lighthearted and everything in between. When we all can come to the table, who knows what we'll be able to learn from the discussion. Make sure you head over to patreon.com forward slash Radio and sign up for just $5 a month to be able to have access to this Patreon-exclusive podcast. That's patreon.com forward slash Radio. Hey, peeps, this is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. Bow down and kiss the feet of royalty because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast right here on WrestleLotic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 222, Make Them Understand. I'm going to make you understand that Kate Murphy, again, was eliminated from the KOTR Survivor Series prediction show. And so it's only me. longer than Lana, baby. (laughs) Me and Willie T. Hey, Lana's still in her, Lana's still on her team. Mandy and Dana got kicked out. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. Did you hear why Dana got kicked out? It's because she did that dumb shit on um at that fight. Yeah, she like didn't have a mask on or something. 
Oh yeah, she was she was like she was like running around. I I'm, I'm exaggerating, but she was like running around up and down like during the spine and screaming like and she's blatantly on camera. That's the problem. She's on camera. Without the mask on, yelling like she's she's into the fight. Like she seems like someone that would be like kind of great but kind of also scary to go to like a fight with because I feel like she gets too into it, but she was caught on camera without a mask and it blew up over social media. It's going to happen. I mean, the NFL's NFL's been taking draft picks away from teams for doing events without masks and not following the protocol. Yeah. Yeah, WWE isn't necessarily following protocol either. Yeah. I mean, they uh, the reason they started doing masks was Kevin Owens threw a hissy fit. Not a hissy fit, but Kevin Owens, like, like just bitched his way to doing it. And I, I don't mean to sound like that's a condescending thing, but Kevin Owens was like, this is fucking wrong. <laughs> like we have to yeah. do something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You Survivor know. series. Um, Look, I'm not excited past, for this. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not either. I'm glad you said that because like the past few years, Survivor series has really had a renaissance of just being incredible. Like last year's build was great. And then we were there. Oh, so it was even better with the, the NXT. NXT invasion was, bl- like, was amazing. The year before with Becky's bloody nose, and the year before that was kind of just like, okay, I don't remember what they did, did for it, but it was like, okay, they're actually putting oh, some effort I think it was, Survivor I think it was AJ Brock was the big one. Well, that was because of the title switch. That was four years ago. Um, we're talking about, we'll talk about title switches the week before again. But um, yeah. It's, yeah, this Survivor Series, it's it's very just lackluster. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's this Sunday? Yeah. Shit. Oh, 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 it's happening. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing. It's it's a th- it it sucks. You know what it is? Survivor Series really got a jolt in the arm when they did the sting re- when they did the sting debut. Yeah, that's that still was 2015. Like, that was 2015. Yeah, that's still my favorite Survivor Series like match and moment of all time because that was that was genius. Like I was yeah. totally god. I was totally god. I was like stings here. I was like what? Like and then they they had a slew of okay Survivor Series and things like that. And then they did the ch- what really helped them. They did the champion versus champion because they had the dual titles. And yeah, and that was good for a lot of those matches. And then they finally blew their load with the NXT invasion because it made sense and it worked really well. And then they, I feel like they just ran out of ideas this year. Yeah, it's like they're not really putting emphasis on the superior brand. They're not doing cross promotion. Probably because they did a draft. Um, yes. They're not really like it's just basic. You know, Raw can team can't get along. The women's team can't even be formed. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's getting hurt. Lana's gonna it's it's just it's it feels lazy. And like yeah. I can't even tell you who's on the teams. I I can because I looked it up. <laughs> so I can tell you who's on the teams. And so let's kind of just run through this. Uh let's do the team stuff first, because those are ironically, even though that's what Survivor Series has built up all of these team moments, the team the team matches are kinda eh for me. So let's go with the women, because here come the women. So we have we have Dana's out of the Raw Women's team. So on the Raw Women's team is Shayna, Nia Jax, Lacey Evans, Lana, and Peyton Royce. And Team SmackDown, as we know it right now, because SmackDown hasn't happened yet. On Team SmackDown is the Riot Squad and Ruby and Liv, because Chelsea Green hurt herself, and Bianca Belair. You did you, you watch SmackDown, right, Will? I I did. I, I was. Did. I felt so bad for Chelsea. Yeah, Liv Morgan couldn't do a drop kick. Yeah, 
Yeah, she did. Did she drop pick her on like the wrist, or did she fall and break her wrist? I totally missed it. Ah, uh, maybe both. Yeah, it sucks because that was a great surprise. She finally got out of the Robert Stone brand. I mean, granted, Lib did a good job with Natty, like with what it was ended up being a two on two match. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I I feel like the spot was uh was gonna go to go to Chelsea. Was I also found funny that Chelsea debuted after they fired Zelina? I was like, oh, that's interesting timing. Well, it's it's possible that Liv always won because it's like, what, that's what did, it made did, it seem. Like, did Vince just call an audible? But like, how how would you plan a finish that quickly? I don't know. Maybe Liv was always supposed to win. Chelsea was supposed to be there, right? Because she just took the spot of Zelina. So you think Zelina was supposed to be in the match? I'm not saying I'm just saying it's interesting timing that Chelsea debuted yeah. the same day that they fired Zelina. Well, someone's got to be correlation it. equals doesn't mean correlation equals causation. Um, I mean the WWE, the SmackDown Women's Division needed a little bit of a jolt, anyways, to build yeah. somebody up, and Chelsea would have been that person if not Zelina, if not both of them, kind of at the same time. Right, They're high on Chelsea you, Green. How mad would you be if Lana's the sole survivor? I'd be so mad. I wouldn't be that mad, but I'd be... I mean, they gave her a chronicle. They're doing something with her. They're keep. They're keeping her. Like, if they're not like they're... They're keeping her for, for something. I, I just don't care. I can't even pretend to care. You know. The only thing that I could see coming out of this that would be interesting... Um... Is... Having Peyton and Billy actually wrestle each other. Like, for yeah. real, for real. If Billy gets on the SmackDown team, you know, I also thought that they were going to like eliminate Lana if Charlotte was going to come in, but then that got nixed. I I, I don't think that's actually happening because like, oh, that would have made fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Or Survivor Series return with Charlotte, but who knows what's going to happen? I ultimately think the the SmackDown Women's team is going to win, and Bianca Belair is going to be the, going to be like the sole survivor or just the one that's going to clean house. Yeah, clean house. It's just like, why was it Naomi put on the team? Or for Raw? I believe she's injured. Is she? That sucks. Yeah. It's just like, ugh, it's just, this women's division is just so bad. It's so bad. And this is just how bad it is. Like, the fact that Dana Brooke was even on the team to begin with. That's a problem. The women's division is just, it's, it needs a big sh- kick in the ass. And I thought Charlotte was going to be that kick in the ass, but I don't think she's coming back yet. Yeah, I, I could be a pop. You see her pregnant, her her, uh, her pregnancy photos with Seth oh, looking all looks, like she looks so much better with the brown hair. Oh my god! Oh, her natural hair, yeah. Yeah, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, Seth doesn't look like with, a sleaze ball for once. With the baby bump, ooh. <laughs> ooh, I thought pregnant could be sexy. <laughs> Ah, you're growing, Will. You're growing. All right, so let's move over to the men's <laughs> Raw team. Uh, you have the captain, AJ Styles, and I still call him the captain, damn it. It's AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, Riddle, and Sheamus versus Team SmackDown, which is currently uh, Jey Uso, puppeted by puppeted by Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Corbin, Seth Rollins, and a, a performer to be announced. So first off, who's that, who's that mystery person on SmackDown? It's not Roman. Um, who's on SmackDown? Um, 
may not be Alistair, because also, spoiler alert, Alistair wanted to go back to NXT, and that got nixed. Yeah, I don't blame him. Um, who the hell's on SmackDown? Gable. Um, Daniel Bryan. He's not doing anything these days, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. There's something weird going on here. I want to see, because I... I, I like how AJ's playing, like, the captain that can't get anything under control. Yeah. <laughs> She's trying so hard. I always felt like he the associate that that uh that's running with Styles was going to, like, be, like, the, the crazy, like, debut. Because Survivor Series is always for, like, a crazy debut that you don't see coming. Yeah. You know, but I don't think that's happening. But we're I'm happy the associate speaks English, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. That was very funny. Stop. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> How long have you been speaking English this whole time? <laughs> you never asked me. It's like, dude, he was speaking English to Shane for Raw Underground. What the fuck do you mean, AJ? Do you not watch your TV? No. Do you no, not, no, no. Do you not watch he was, Raw? Yeah, he was, he's too busy on Twitch. Or was. For, for a while. Um, This one's interesting. I Because I, I still haven't seen AJ go full captain yet. Yeah. And I want to see him go Alicia Fox crazy captain, but I, I, yeah, I don't think I, it's going to happen. I want AJ and Keith Lee to be my two sole survivors, because that's how WWE grammar is. <laughs> so you think Raw's going to pull it out? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I uh, For this, I... I think the more interesting story here... Because I think this can set up a lot, especially on the SmackDown side. I see, if you think about this, because this started when we were at Survivor Series last year, and this is a great way to culminate the story, pending Seth stays around because the rumor is that Seth might be off TV for a while because he's expecting a child. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that might be a thing that he has to, like, go be a part of. Um. But I think you can set up a story where Seth was Seth tried to be the savior of Raw, and that failed, which led him to be the Messiah. You know, the the, the Messiah. That this is the this is the best story that WWE has told in the past year. You know, and he'd be the Messiah. He's this villainous person. They finally ended the thing with Rey Mysterio, which I'm upset about because I wanted to see how far they were gonna make Aaliyah and Buddy go. That's just me. Um. And now you have Seth be a part of the SmackDown team, and I want him to be a whole thing where he's like, oh, I'm going to be the person to save SmackDown, which they haven't run with it yet because they had to finish the Rey Mysterio angle. And I think what you can do here is have Seth try to save SmackDown, but Jay wants to be that person to impress Roman. Roman gets involved, and then Seth steps to Roman, and and there's your feud for Roman moving forward. Two heels? Two egomaniacs going at yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, we're almost in WrestleMania season. We're almost, we're almost there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a couple of months away. And it's like, what are the matches going to be? We have no idea. No idea. <laughs> no, neither, is, neither is Vince. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> So you got to do something. I can see Team Raw kind of working out because I think the onus for the men's team, for the men's Raw team, is bigger than the onus on the SmackDown team. Yeah, dude, they lost so, Retribution. All right, they have something to prove. 
Oh, which is which is crazy because I think since they've cooled off on retribution, they're doing better. Like they, it's like they went from one extreme and they're like, oh, that's too extreme. Now we have to kind of like calm them down and build them back up, which I think that's what they're doing. And they had Retribution like hack one of their uh, social media stories today, which I thought was interesting, hmm. which is something that they probably should have done from the beginning. If they're going to do like, well, we're these hackers, we're these, you know, we're these people that are trying to expose people. They should have had them hack their social media for months, cryptically. <laughs> And been working that yeah. way. That's just, this is also hindsight. I'm still, I'm still going with Raw because <laughs> it's making me tired talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still going with the men's Raw too. So let's go to matches that actually seem interesting on paper. Uh, tag teams. The tag. Actually, no, before we go to the tag teams, I actually enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy that match. Um, we get Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn's going to pull it out. Gonna screw some, over Lashley? Some bullshit. Lashley's just gonna be like, what? What happened? <laughs> oh! Oh! And just gonna be like, I told you! I told you! <laughs> yeah, Sammy's gonna win. The best thing about this is I, I love Sami Zayn's render. Yeah, uh, for Survivor he looks so He looks so shocked that he has the title in his hands. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty funny. <laughs> He's like, I see title for me. You shouldn't have guys. Yeah, I don't think Bobby has a chance on this one. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, in and of itself. But Sam, Sam is a good one to weasel one out. And Bobby's the the perfect person to make look stupid. Because Bobby just has yeah. that face, like, Bobby has that face when he looks dumbfounded, like, he looks really dumbfounded. <laughs> it's like he's really confused at what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, although nice guy. I like Bobby. We met him once. <laughs> yeah, at the airport. Quick second saying hi. Yeah, quick second saying hi. He was checking in. We were checking in, too. You know, casual. <laughs> casual thing. Skinny legs, chicken legs, though. It's really weird. Don't let the TV fool you. Very small legs. <laughs> That's oh. pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so moving on. Bobby skips uh, leg day. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Legley. Um. So moving on, we had the tag team championship match, and I'm so happy they did not switch this last minute like they did for the main title uh, feud. Uh, but we have the New Day versus the Street Profits, and what's going to be a, v- I think it's going to be a very exciting match. It's not going to steal the show, but they're going to get close. It's going to be a fun match. I'm actually excited for this match. Although, I am upset because it's like, yo, know, Biggie's on this big singles, singles run in quotes. He could be on the Survivor Series team. And all he's doing is just being the New Day by himself. They're matching outfits every week too, which I find interesting. It's just like, guys, guys, we split them up. So you wouldn't do this. It's 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 the thing about it is like he's not even getting in the ring. He's just doing backstage segments with the street profits. Yeah, and they're funny segments, but it's just like when are you gonna pull the trigger on him? I think after this you have to let him go be start developing his character because it's really funny because when when Xavier and Kofi were both injured and he was like kind of quote unquote forced to be on his own, they were doing him perfectly. He was doing great. Yeah. 
His feud with Stevens was so entertaining. That like that blow off match in the parking lot, fantastic. Oh, it was great. They haven't done anything with him since. Yeah, and that's a shame. And I, I honestly don't know who wins because the New Day look look really good, especially with their match with the Hurt Business. I'm going to Street Profits unless. Ooh, here's some fun booking for you. Uh, Xavier gets a roll up or some like weird win, and a Street Profits turn. Really? You get the he get the heel profits. The heel profits. <laughs> I think I think they're due for a, a quick change. We want and the booze. Yeah, yeah. I I think I I honestly that's what I would do. I think because they're not they're not getting stale. It's just like how many times can you go out and do the exact same thing? And I think Montez Ford would be the best heel. It could work. He'd have to change up his mannerisms, but it could work. You just this day has come out in suits every single week. <laughs> Be the hurt business of SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it could work because you you lead to it because if you think about this bill, the Street Profits are trying to get recognition from the New Day as like you know we're as good as the New Day, and Big E this whole time is like you'll never be as good as us. And then if Biggie's proven right, that could send them over the edge. Yeah. That makes sense. It's hard for me to judge this one. Street Profits could win, but I'm still going with the New Day are... The New Day are just entertaining. And I can't... And with Survivor Series, essentially both brands are in the building at the same time. You can't escape what Biggie will probably be with them. This is, this is a great excuse to do a New Day entrance... With all three of them and get away with it. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's true. So I'm gonna go with New Day because I'm gonna stay on brand. Uh so let's move on to the other match going on, which I think is actually going to be the show stealer. And again, I'm very glad we didn't change this last minute. Asuka versus Sasha. Shashka? Sashka? Shashka. <laughs> um yeah, we get we get to see this match again. Uh yeah, Sasha Banks. Asuka has been completely irrelevant for the past like few months. Sasha's on the rise. Yeah, Sasha's uh, doing great, dude. Whoever I know, like her, her, her husband's like a designer or whatever. But whoever's actually doing her, out, whoever's doing her outfits, wow! It's probably him. Wow, she just looks better and better. And fuck yeah. Carmella. You know what I hate about Carmella? It's just what? after she kicks Sasha, she just throws her hands in the air. Like, oh, what, what? It's just like, mm-hmm. that is like the worst way to get heat. That's just like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to do this heat. I The Undertaker mentioned something about that once when he was like teaching people. He was like, the the, word, the thing that I hate about these like the current wrestlers is when they just yell for no reason. He's like, stop yelling. Like, stop yelling to try to get a reaction. Yeah. You know, if you, if you do it right, you'll get a reaction. You know, the hand thing is, I also hate that Carmella has, like, essentially the Xbox legacy move. Yeah. <laughs> like, she had a, she has a fantastic submission finisher, the Code of Silence. It's yeah. fantastic looking. Yeah. Why take that yeah, away looks, from her? Looks like it hurt, too. Yeah, why take that away from her? You know, I, she, I mean, she, I don't know what they're going to do with Carmella. I'm hoping something, you know, They're They're relevant. trying. 
<laughs> a for <Yeah>. effort. <laughs> it's better than nothing, but like I don't think Carmella is all that great. She was good when she beat Charlotte. That was at that was her at her best. Yeah. And then it just kind of dwindled. They might be. I mean, with that, with that, with that Sasha attack, they're pairing her with Bailey again, and they were like Bailey and Carmella were kind of this random thing on like the house show scene on NXT. Mm. They were called Baymella. I do remember Baymella. Yeah, and it, they could just be pairing her with Bailey, which would actually fit perfectly. And how <laughs> maybe, about anybody? Maybe the tag titles. <laughs> Someone's got to. <laughs> Yeah, right there. Someone's God, what a Someone... fucking mess. Yeah, someone's got to do it. Um, but yeah, I think Sasha wins. She, her 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 stock is so high right now. Yeah. She she was on the Mandalorian. She's going to be back on the Mandalorian. I think with the way her, that her character is being put together. Um, and also interesting for this, if you saw the credits of the Mandalorian, she's not even under Sasha Banks. She's under Mercedes yeah, it's, Renato. It's, it's her Merce- real it's name. Mercedes Renato. I did notice that. What did you What did you think of her in the Mandalorian? She was fine. She had a role which she was prominent in, and I know the backstory of what her of who her character is, so it yeah, made sense. Nerd. But she was she wasn't. It's fine, but it, <laughs> it made the, it made the episode that much better. But she wasn't overexposed as a new actress. Yeah, you know, like I was just like, oh, you're just a side character, like a side side character, like you're a, you're a tertiary character. Yeah, like, um, she's important, but not that important, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it's, it surprised me. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I love that she's Mandalorian, I love that she's kicking ass. Like, it's a, it's a very good role for her to be in, but the yeah. way, like, the way you hyped it up, I thought she was going to have a more prominent role. Like, I expected I thought her so to too. be, I expected her to be that main Mandalorian, but... Oh, Bo-Katan? She's not Bo-Katan. Yeah. No way. No, but I, I, I think that would, I, I think that would, I, that's what I expected from her, but I think that would have been a mistake because... She's not a tested actress. <laughs> exactly. She's a wrestler. Um, so I think it's, yeah. I think it's a good role for her to be in. I'm fucking angry that episode is 20 minutes shorter than all the other Mandalorian episodes. Figures when it's actually <laughs> plot. When it's actually fucking plot. I have to jerk off the plot. And it's only 35 <laughs> minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm interested. We can, have, we can do a whole Mandalorian podcast. But I think, I think she did a good job. It's a good place for her to be in. It's not what I expected. Yeah, and I think she's going to be in other episodes, especially with that character and with Bo-Katan there. If we, yeah, as we sure. go out to Mandalorian real quick, that their characters are going to return. Like that's not the last. Like this isn't a one-off. Like yeah, they're, they're it's still a, important. A few episodes in, it's uh, Mando is going off to a side quest, and uh, the main quest yeah. is coming. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come back together. So it's it, and I wouldn't be surprised if she's a little bit more prominent. In, in some of the stuff that she does in the future episodes. <laughs> I'm also glad they just didn't have Sasha Banks always be in a helmet. <laughs> 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 like, that would have been... Like, poor Pedro Pascal, dude. Like, no one really knew it was him until he took the helmet off last season. <laughs> it's like, oh! Someone's, don't join a it's cult. The, <laughs> it's the guy who got his head bashed in by the mountain in Game of Thrones. <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, good for her she's gonna win this match and she's she's this is the best Sasha Banks we've seen since NXT absolutely absolutely she's on top of her game as she said on Talking Smack she's the Beyonce of NXT or Beyonce it. of re, Beyonce of wrestling love it cause she is yep. she is and now on to what's probably gonna be the main event which I'm I'm honestly kind of upset about really Okay, let, let's let's talk, let's cyber about this real quick. I'm kind of upset wait, about this. 
I was waiting for this because go back four years ago. Sure. Jinder Mahal lost to AJ. Yes. Three years ago, uh, AJ lost to Daniel Bryan. Last year, what was the title switch? Was before, there a before title Survivor switch? Series. There was. The past four years, there was. Last year was a title switch before Survivor Series. Um, I, don't even, I was so fixated on NXT, I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure there was. Like the past four years, there was a title switch right before Survivor Series. And three of the last four was on a go-home show. Yeah. I fucking love it. Because I expected it. And it kept me on my toes. And I mm-hmm. like... The one thing I would say about WWE they did... They had every champion defend their belt before, before their match, except for Roman. Yeah, and it's Roman. I liked it. I thought it was clever. That's the one thing I got out of this. And Drew having his title back, I think it fits. I don't. See, Randy didn't need the belt. I think it was a mistake to take it off Drew. But I think WWE also missed an opportunity for what could have been your Mania match. Yes. Because Rock's not probably not going to do it. Rock's too busy reforming the XFL. Right? It's just like, who, like you're, you're blowing off a match as opposed to doing long-term, long booking. Because right now, Drew's the favorite. Well, Drew was the favorite to win the Rumble. Yeah, that could have been great. Drew could have won the Rumble, jump shipped, and showed up, as, showed up on Roman's show, and there's your build. Yeah. And, and you want Drew to win again in front of a crowd because he deserves it. Like his 24, I yeah. finally watched it. Fucking outstanding. Outstanding. And the workhorse this guy has been the past, this, this whole year, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy as a title. He looks, he has the part. He deserves the belt. I'm more interested in a Drew Roman match than I am a, than I am a Randy Roman Roman match. Too many R's, but <laughs> and I liked it. It was a great match on Raw. It was. Yeah. Also, I also think it was a ratings. It was a it was a play for ratings. Absolutely, um, it's the so, only time you put the title on the line is for ratings. Yeah, I, mean, I liked it. I enjoyed the booking, but why, Ricky? I'm surprised because I thought we were going to be switched on this one. I thought you were going to like it. I was so I was so set on Randy and Roman because I thought Roman's at the top of his game. Randy just finds a way to be relevant. I thought Randy was doing some of the best work that he has been, and I wanted to see those two characters collide in in this day and age. Now they've been they they they've wrestled before, but to have them at these at these different parts of their career right now, I thought it would have been a fantastic build. But they kept them separate. They only had Drew come over to SmackDown, and Roman roasted him on the mic. Oh my god! Diff- yeah. Oh my god! I was just like, preach. You're yeah. so, you're so. It's like, it's like the meme. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> of Hannibal Burris. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and I, I just wanted to see those two characters go at it. However. You know, from you from you speaking about this, Drew plays a great antithesis to Roman, and vice versa. Yeah, because Roman is very docile and calm and cool and collected, and Drew's very just angry and mad and vibrant and wanting to like get that recognition that Roman's not giving him. And they and they did have a good build. They had this build. They had a promo 
which which could have been your mania your mania setup promo, where Drew was like, "I was working my ass off while you were at home," and Roman's like, "Yeah, you're right, but I'm back now, and everybody watches me and not you." That's your mania build. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Drew trying to prove himself that he's better than Roman, and that's a great story leading into Mania. Roman the four like Roman main evented four WrestleManias in a row. Drew main evented semi main evented one. You know, and so that that's that's a great story to tell of this this coming of age, but you're gonna do it at Survivor Series. I actually also thought like even if Drew was gonna win, Miz was gonna or like Roman I thought it was gonna be the craziest shenanigans ever on on uh, on Raw. I thought Either Drew or Randy was going to win, or Roman was going to come somehow come in and fuck everything up, just because he's an asshole at this point. And then Miz is going to benefit and cash in, and that's your ultimate swerve. And you get like a Miz versus Roman at Survivor Series and piss everybody off. And I thought it would have been brilliant. So my expectations did, were too high. Did Bray Wyatt win the belt before Survivor Series last year? The Fiend? He might have. <sighs> no, he didn't. He didn't. So what? No. Brock didn't win it. Brock didn't win it from someone. No, because you had, had Brock it. and Ray at Survivor Series for the yeah. title. Okay, maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe last year it didn't happen. It, last year it didn't happen because it was all focused on the NXT invasion. Right. Because, yeah. So because, you couldn't you know, switch. Jinder took it off AJ last minute. Daniel Bryan took it off AJ last minute. And then this year it was um. Uh, Drew, so I I love I love the surprise. I th- I think it was great booking. People have pooped well, on it. it. It does benefit because now Randy Randy's gonna be fifteen and Randy's gonna get sixteen. Remember when we were talking about Randy could could be the one to break Flair's record? He now has that momentum. Now he can do it. Now, yeah, he has. He's fourteen's done. Fourteen was a little quick. He can win fifteen, and then you can fight for sixteen, and you can get that ultimate. That ultimate match, who's going to break it between, you know, between Drew, Drew uh, not Drew, between Randy and Cena. Oh, no, Bray Wyatt did win it right before Survivor Series. He beat Seth in Saudi Arabia. Yes, that's right. But he didn't defend, so, did he? He he defended against Daniel Bryan. That's right. Yeah, no, you are absolutely correct. Yes. So in between Hell in a Cell and Survivor Series, Bray Wyatt won from Seth Rollins. He won. Yes, that's right. He did. Yes, he did. In Saudi Arabia. So there's there's your four. Yeah. So I guess it's that thing. So I mean, I think Roman's beating Drew. I do too. Which is, or it's gonna be. It honestly, it depends where it is on the card because it could just be a non-finish, which I think is. Better. Not the best thing to do, but like seeing how Survivor Series ended last year with Shayna Baszler just winning out of nowhere, it kind of sucked the air out. I think you do need a decisive victory, and that's just, and that's for the main event. So I'm interested. I don't think Roman can take a loss ever. Drew, I don't know. It's it's literally fifty fifty. I give the favor to Roman, but I don't see yeah. this match ending how we expect it to end. No matter what you pick, do you think a cash in's happening? No, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, that 
that would be smart. I think that would be smart. Wouldn't be the first time. Seamus cashed it on Roman uh, in 2017, I think. Seamus 515. Yeah, Seamus 515. So, maybe. Because Miz is going to be interesting. What to do with that Money in the Bank briefcase? He made it relevant had, again. That's all we wanted. Yeah. As in, he, he cut a great promo with with John Morrison on Raw, too. Yeah. Or was it SmackDown? Yeah, it was Raw. Um, it was Raw. So... It's interesting because he needs to use that briefcase sooner rather than later. The deeper you go into Mania season, I I cannot see Miz entering WrestleMania with a belt. You think he he's a transitional Money in the Bank champion winner person, or he just loses it? He cashes in and loses. Oh, I don't see them doing that for the Miz. I think like, it's a terrible mistake. It's not a position you. I'd rather have Otis do that. Yeah. But it's like what what makes sense? You're booking this, right? You have until mm-hmm. June. That's five months from now. Five months to a day is probably money in the bank. Today's the seventeenth. So it's probably around there. And you have Roman and Drew as your champions, who are both main event players for WrestleMania. Yeah. What do you do with the Miz? Oh. I that's unless, that's honestly a great question. It, Unless you do it right after Mania, like the like the uh, Raw after, yeah, which is a good reset. Because then Raw after Money in the good. Bank, Money in the Bank is literally like the next month. Yeah, it would have to be it have to be either before Mania or right after Mania, where Miz can run wild with it. They say it's but five it, months. I mean, it's, I mean, it's seven months. Yeah, I mean, it's also the it's also the thing where like I don't feel like you can waste a missed title run because you know he's going to run with it and he's going to be fantastic on the mic he's going to carry that thing like the obnoxious prick that he is he's a great champion yeah Miz, like he, it's, it's weird with the Miz like he's pretty bad on the chase he's pretty like well when okay. he gets it he's on fire yeah he's pretty okay on his own depending on the storyline mm. when that motherfucker has a belt game over. It's his wheelhouse. He's such a great yeah. champion. Whether it's the IC United States tag or the WWE title. The guy's just a great champion. Yeah, and so that's why if he, that's why I think he has to win. He's going to get that heel heat, and at this point, he's taking it off Drew somewhere down the road. Yeah. He's not taking it off Roman, because that that's suicide. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> the internet would <laughs> The internet would become the biggest Roman fans ever. I would I'd probably be laughing all the way to the bank because I think that would be hysterical. I wouldn't agree with him. I just I would love to see everybody's reaction. Oh yeah, which might be, which amazing. might be the reaction you want. But overall, that's Survivor Series for you, folks. <laughs> I really, I really have low expectations for this card. I'm going oh, with a yeah. seven, six and a half. Yeah, I'm 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 going. I'm just I'm just not pumped for this, which is a shame because Survivor Series last year was fantastic. Besides the ending. Yeah, so, okay, the Survivor Series, like, my, my like, summation of Survivor Series, it's, it's it's supposed to just be fun. Like, you're not supposed to take it too seriously. Last year, the whole invasion angle, you took it a little more seriously. You know, like, but it's supposed to be WWE's all-star game, where it, it doesn't really mean anything. It it's sets up storylines. It can end some things. It's just shenanigans. It's fun. You sit down with a pizza, a few beers, and knock them back. <laughs> 
smoke a joint and just have a good time. Yeah, all, other other sports all star games aren't serious at all. Like you ever watch the NBA All Star Game? There's no, no defense in that game at all. Yeah, it's an absolute <laughs> it's a, joke. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. <laughs> but everybody watches it. It's like one of the it's one of the hardest tickets to get in sports. Yeah, it's. It, I bet it's amazing. I've actually watched it. But I've seen the highlights and the scores and everything. It's like the, it's like a globe trotters game. With both yeah. team being the Globetrotters. Globetrotting. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's exactly that's what, what it is. But that's what everyone loves. That's It's literally everyone's favorite part about basketball, <laughs> just in one game. Yeah. So and, hopefully and I'm wrong. Hopefully I have a few surprises. But, man, this women's division is really sinking this card for me. Sure as hell is an NXT's women's division. So let's do that really, really quickly because we do need to start wrapping up the show. Uh First and foremost, what the hell is Pat Mac- Pat McAfee's faction name? They don't need one. <laughs> it's just Pat McAfee and Company. No, it's 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 just. Uh, they, they, I guess they do need one. Um. Um. You can't call them NXT a, UK. You put me on the spot here. The Macaflyers. Ew. Yeah, I know. Um. Uh, the Macafries. You can call them the McRibs. The McRibs. Because <laughs> of ribbon wrestling. Yeah. The McRibs. <laughs> the McRibs. I don't know. I don't know. They'll come up with something. Pat McAfee will come up with something. I think they're great, though. They're so yeah, I, good. The, Pat, Mac, ugh, Pat McAfee is such, a, such an asshole, and it's fantastic for him. It's. I'm upset they didn't, they're not building war games for this weekend, which is fine. Because yeah. they, can, they can have war. I think they're going to do war games in December. They can do whatever the fuck they want. I like that you. you I like that they had the, they had the blah, 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 blah. Pete Dunn had the tie-in that you said they would do a few weeks ago with the whole uh, CWC thing or the tag team title classic, whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, so, with Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes. So I, it was good. It's all. It all makes sense. Only Lorkin just looks so goofy as a heel. It's like he's the odd <laughs> man out. Like he's like one of these is not like the other, and it's only Lorkin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, and that's NFC. We can talk about the NFC Women's Division in and of itself, because they're fucking fantastic. And Raquel Gonzalez slammed a human being, slammed a man on NXT with ease. Yeah, she's coming into her own... um, Zia Lee might have this weird thing going. Like, who's who's the Mr. Miyagi guy? I hate to be, like, that guy, but, like, you saw the the segment. Like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I loved it. I don't know, but I fucking loved it. Uh, uh, Tony Storm, you got the, that cameraman's another king of the night over here. That Tony Storm entrance, uh, he definitely got a raise. He definitely got uh, a raise. She she had another great match, even though she lost, um, to Dakota Kai, which is embarrassing. But she's big. I didn't realize how big Tony Storm is. She's she's. What do you mean by big? That she's tall. Tony Storm? No, she's tiny. No, but compared to Dakota Kai, she looked big. Really? I have to yeah. look at it again. I didn't think she's that tall. But all right, so let's go to your big, your, your big gripe. I was excited that Leon Ruff won. I didn't see it coming. I kind of I kind of uh, associated with, like, the one, two, three kid beating Scott Hall. Kind of. Like, I, I get that. But, like, here's the thing. What they did was very WWE. Mm-hmm. And, w- and what I mean by that, it was very unlike NXT to do. Ah, okay. Because if you see, like, this is something to do with the U.S. title or the IC title, where it's just like, yeah, whatever, it's for fun, yay. Like, NXT, what NXT does the best 
is that they treat their titles and their champions seriously. Always. They can be on a goofy character like Johnny Wrestling, mm -hmm. but the title itself has this prestige. It has this meaning. Like it has that Keith Lee moment when he gave up the, we gave up the North American title. Like he, if yeah. I was giving up a piece of himself, he made it a big deal. Leon Ruff is a jobber. Right now. He has been squashed and squashed again consistently on NXT. So the fact that he just comes in and wins, even with shenanigans, it's not believable. It doesn't make anyone look good, including Leon Ruff. And I'm a big Ruff fan from Evolve. I just, it, it, it was a bad look. It's, it's very, it was very unlike NXT to do, and I think it took them a step back. It took, it made the belt take a step back. It is very interesting because NXT does not do shock finishes like that ever. I think that might no. be the biggest, I think that might be the first time they ever did like a, a shock victory. Like it's in the history. A title match. Title matches, victories are earned. Yeah. They're earned so with a good build, a good story, and a good match with a strong finish. This had yeah, none of those was, things. It was interesting that, especially with Johnny and his obsession with wheels, which I also think is really funny, that like he had Leon Ruff on like a piece of paper, which yeah. means that there's no, <laughs> there's no way he's yeah. gonna win. <laughs> yeah, that that was great. I mean, everything everything was great until Leon Ruff won. Like if Johnny won, that's fine. That doesn't devalue the title at all. That's just Johnny's character. He's still yeah. being taken seriously because that's just who he is. He's just being a dick. It's good heat. But yeah. Leon Ruff winning, it's just like, you wait, what are you doing? Who booked this shit? Why did Vince I, do it? <laughs> it I, I'm interested to see where they go with it because, like, usually when you do something crazy like that, it's like when, when Jericho beat, like, Triple H for a title on, like, Raw and then he lost it the same night. Yeah. Like, I I thought it was like, oh, this is really interesting, but he's going to lose, right? And then they're like, they, they doubled down. And they're like, no, he's he, he's gone. He's still the champion. Damian Priest gave him the car, which I would never give away an all-black charger to anybody. Or challenger. Yeah, not a <laughs> like, chance. What are you doing? That was my favorite line where Damian Priest was like, all right, congratulations, but Johnny's going to come 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 back here and whip your ass, so you, you got to go. <laughs> Later, dater. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're sticking with this, which is very interesting, and... <sighs> I didn't know Leon Ruff was that skinny. Yeah, it looks like he lost some weight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird. I don't know where they're going. You know, it's really fun. I feel like they're gonna make him what Jordan Miles was supposed to be, aka ACH. Maybe. Yeah, just don't give him a bad T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be like a rough, rough T-shirt. It's gonna be a picture of like a puppy or like Clifford the dog. Aww, <laughs> I want it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is I mean real quickly before we get off of this uh, before we get off this uh, the soapbox that we're on called Kings of the Rings podcast thank you for listening uh, by the way uh, AEW had a Real Housewives moment oh yeah they did <laughs> with Brandy and, 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 not, and no, we're not talking about Pac and Kenny uh, Kenny uh, <laughs> Kingston Eddie Kingston either yeah <laughs> yeah we're talking about Brandy and who's this new girl because I totally forgot her name I don't know she looked like Looked like a drag queen. She was very fit. I was just like, and wow, Sunny Kiss got in real great shape. <laughs> <laughs> and boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, a lot of people didn't like this. 
I don't get it. Like, it was weird. It was out of left field. Yeah. But but Shaq's coming. Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Shaq's bored. And I, like, I can't knock Shaq for doing anything because Shaq is Shaq. And, like, Shaq also owns Domino's, which is crazy well, to think does of. Does he? Does he no, really? No, it's my fault. It's not Domino's. It's Papa John's. Oh, has, oh has, that's right. That's right. That's right. It's Papa John's. Like, well, Shaq is, look, obviously I, has nothing to do. With, he has nothing better NBA, to do. NBA is coming back soon, and it's TNT, cross-promotion. It's like, it's like, it's like uh, WWE does with the Fox, so it's terrible. I hate what WWE does with the Fox. Like, when they have all the NFL announcers pretending they know wrestling. It works. That's what Fox. That's what the. That's why they went with Fox. Is Fox like we're going to promote it like we promote the NFL? Oh, it's great promotion. It's just like Terry Bradshaw doesn't watch wrestling. All right, he is, <laughs> He's like he's struggling to read the script that someone wrote for him. Terry Bradshaw struggles to read a lot of stuff, even in NFL that's highlights. Fair. That's like, it's it's god awful. It's like some of them are good, and some of them are just like oh my god, just they shouldn't have yeah. used this cut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get. I definitely, I definitely think Shaq was kind of like offered, like, and they call it like, "Hey, Shaq, you want to do something for his upper TNT show?" He's like, "Sure, man, I'll do whatever." <laughs> How much money? How much? How much I get to wrestle the ring again? Is All it right. against the big show? Right. No, never mind. <laughs> cool, cool. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. I'm in there. Diesel all day. But what did, what did people not like? You have a good Shaq, by the way. What did people not they, like about it, though? Do I really? That was like my first Shaq attempt. Yeah, I liked it. It was pretty solid. <laughs> you just gotta do a really deep voice. <laughs> Probably. And you're black, I, I think, so it helps. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also true. I just think it was just... I think it rubbed people the wrong way because it was two women bickering on TV. I love it, though. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> just, just two women bickering. And I was like, what does it lead to? But then again, what does anything lead to in the AEW women's division? Like, I don't, I don't get anything. You come on my show. Do. Talk about my man. It was just like, mm, 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 girl, mm, sassy black woman here to stay. Mm. Loved it. It was just like, it was so out of character for Brandy Rhodes. But, yeah. But, but I fucking loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I just, uh, it's it's hard for me to get behind Brandy Rhodes. Like, she's just not a believable character. Like, first she's possessed, and now she's yeah. an executive. And now she's from the hood. Like, what's going on, Brandy? Like, then she was a barber. She was cutting people's hairs with uh, Austin Kong. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, Brandy Rhodes should never wrestle. Should never no. be in the ring. If she wanted to hasn't be there with her rest- husband. Hasn't she wrestled before? I, I know she was she a ring wrestled. announcer. She was a ring announcer. I think she has wrestled. Um, she. It's fine her being there with Cody. She can be used as a piece of the story for Cody. She can take a bump for Cody for shock value. She can cut promos. That's I, I don't mind that. All of her executive stuff, like, fine. Um, She shouldn't wrestle. But, like, this, I, I don't understand, like, what... If you didn't like it, fine. But, like, give me a reason. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm conflicted with Brandy because I want her to be more than what she is. Like, I've seen her take bumps for Cody because that happened, like, every ROH match Cody ever did. It was, like, Cody <laughs> bleeding and, and Brandy getting taken out somehow. <laughs> you know, that was every that's like every match in in the Cody Rhodes arsenal. Brandy gets annihilated. Cody bleeds, finds a way to win. Moon salts off a cage. You know, the, st- the standard Cody Rhodes stuff. It works. <laughs> you know, but I want to see Brandy become more, especially not not more of a wrestler in the ring, but more of that that 
I guess, other executive presence. Like, Cody has, like, I'm the executive, but I'm also a wrestler thing, kind of down point. And Brandy obviously can't do that. But I want Brandy in kind of that more that more of, like, an executive role. And but, it's, Brandy, it's, what, makes you, what, may, what makes you qualified to be an executive, exactly, other than this also that being too. a... Of this being a woman and they want to have diversity. I don't think any... Honestly, I don't know anything else about Brandy. Like, I don't know, like, what she did. Like, I, I know the Stephanie story. Because, like, Vince made... Vince also did it with Shane, too. It's like, she made... Or Vince made Stephanie and... And Shane worked their way from the bottom up. Yeah, and, she like, was it a would make, Stephanie was a rep. Stephanie worked marketing. She worked in a bunch of different divisions in WWE. And I don't know if Brandy even has that experience. And I also, uh, as we were talking before, I also think Brandy gets un, unrightfully compared to Stephanie because Stephanie is the only person in a similar position that Brandy is with AEW. I didn't know she was cousins with Scorpio Sky. Wait, is she really? Yeah, that's what it says on Wikipedia. I'm trying to find our... Uh, <laughs> it says on Wikipedia, thanks, Will. She went to a uh, University of Michigan and University of Miami for a master's, so she has a master's master's degree in something. She went to two major party schools and got a mas- and got a undergrad and a master's. It's pretty impressive. I keep talking. I'm gonna try and find like professional. Shit. Yeah, I mean, when when you talk about powerful women in the world of wrestling, there's really not that many people outside of Stephanie McMahon. You know, the other powerful people were the fabulous Moolah. Um, and and May Young, but they were wrestlers. You know, you have Sherry Martel, who was a manager and a wrestler, and they had a lot of power and clout. I mean, the only other person that was even at a same at a similar level that Stephanie was was Dixie Carter, and we all know how that worked out. You know, right, and so, so she she was an ice skater, then stopped in sophomore year of college, become a big future in broadcasting, local news reporter, hence to hear announcing career. Then relocated yeah. to Miami to pursue modeling and acting. So what are her qualifications? Jack shit. She very, has a master's very minimal. De- she has a master's degree in broadcast journalism, which <laughs> you didn't need that, honey. Sorry. <laughs> you don't need a master's degree in journalism. Let me tell you, as a BA in journalism. Broadcast journalism of, of everything. Yeah. Um... So yeah, like it, and then you know, and you compare, like you compare Brandy to like even Dixie or even Brandy to Stephanie, and it's 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 a really unfair comparison. But who else are you gonna compare Brandy to? Brandy is the executive, you know, one of the executives and supposed you know to be like the head of the women's because she's not qualified to be compared to. That's also a good reason. Like you can't compare. Uh, oh, that's not Dixie Carter. <laughs> 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 uh, let me do a TNA. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, but you can't you can't compare Stephanie to Brandy because Stephanie was like you said, we was grown up in the business. She learned from an actual businessman. And same thing with the Carters. Uh, yeah, Carter is a business person, so she learned poorly. Don't get me wrong from her fa- from her family, but she still has that kind of background. So it's not fair to compare Brandy because she's an ice skating actress. With a broadcast masters. And I pick a former Playboy model, too. Yes. That good. Good for her. Yeah. Um, see, it's hard. That's why I really want... I re- Brandon needs to be her own thing. And I think, you know, arguing and bickering like a, like a spoiled housewife on TV yeah. doesn't help her at all. So Dixie Carter has a Bachelor's of Business Administration from University of Mississippi. Qualifications there. 
Um, she is <laughs> active on the student programming board uh, at, at a Kappa Kappa Gamma fraternity. fraternity. Women's Wait, fraternity. Really? Yeah, good for her. Uh, she was also an intern with Levison and Hill, a marketing and advertisement firm in uh, Las Colinas, suburb of Dallas. Upon graduating, she became a full-time employee, receiving a promotion to the position of vice president at the age of 32. She wow. started her own business in Nashville, focusing on sport and music representation. So she's a qualified businesswoman. So that's, again, that's why it's not fair to compare the two, because Brandy has a job she shouldn't have. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's a fair comparison. I'm just saying I think that's what I think that's what the issue is with Brandy to the outside, you know, audience. Yeah. Cause it's like you're comparing you're comparing Brandy to like the one of the most powerful women in all the sports. It's like comparing it's like comparing you to like Michael Jordan. Yeah, right. Or even or even me to Howard Stern, right? We kind of we both kind of do the same thing, but he's you're way also not as tall. It. Yeah, you're also yeah. not as tall and lanky and awkward looking like Howard Stern is. Although I, I do I do have the comedic chops and the, and the timing. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I would say you don't really smoke on air, but as you hit a vape at the moment. It's a jewel. My lung's going to explode. Yeah, whatever. Who needs them? Who needs to breathe anyways? Everybody dies. Lance Archer. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened to that guy? All right. uh, so All as right. we ponder Lance Archer, let's, let's get the hell out of here. Match of the week, King of the Night. There's not really much to choose from match-wise, but I do have, I feel like I'm a good King of the Night, but you go, Will. I'm going to go uh, Orton Drew. Match of, match of the week. I thought it was solid. I liked it. You know what? Fuck that. Rollins Mysterio. I take it back. <laughs> Rollins Mysterio. <laughs> Rollins Mysterio. It's finally fucking over. Um, <laughs> and King of the Night goes to... Goes to Drew McIntyre. There we go. Yeah. My match of the week goes to New Day, New Day versus Hurt Business. I thought their match on Raw was actually fantastic. Uh, besides a couple of the scary kind of botches towards the end, but otherwise it was really good. Um, I, I, the Hurt Business still likes to perform with, with people of color and no one else, which is perfectly fine because I think that's the intent in and of itself. Uh, so congratulations to them. And my, my King of Night goes to Roman because he slaughtered Drew. Oh my god. Not even fair. <laughs> Put that claymore and shoved it right up his asshole. <laughs> yeah, he slaughtered you, and I just couldn't get over how perfect that was. And also yeah. Paul Heyman's Paul Heyman's retort in the background was got picked up on the mic on purpose. <laughs> no one watches it. <laughs> You're not missing much. <laughs> Oh man, that was fantastic. So yeah, Survivor Series is this week. Uh any any of our lasting last words, Will? Um, what's WWE gonna do when they leave the Thunderdome like in a few weeks? Oh man, we talked about that. Me and Kate talked about that when you got blue balls. It's gonna oh, be hard. God, that was the worst. Yeah, because I mean, they might go to Texas to have actual fans, but losing this Thunderdome is gonna hurt them significantly because their contract is up in like I think a few weeks. Yeah, it's it's gonna be hard. And also, where the hell are you gonna go in Texas? I mean, where can't you go in Texas? But like, where are you gonna go in Texas? Yeah, now is not a good time to not have a place to go. So uh, that's a developing yeah. story. So we'll stay tuned. We're gonna have to follow that one. In. We're gonna follow that one heavily. But we'll see what happens. But first off, Survivor Series is happening this weekend. Uh, it's gonna happen Sunday at seven. Remember, it's seven o'clock. Uh, hopefully, it ends at hopefully it ends at ten. But who knows? 
what's going to happen with Survivor. There's a lot up in the air. But until then, folks, cue that music, please. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 222. Make them understand. Hopefully we made you understand why Selena Vega got rightfully fired. I hit hot take, but look at the contract. <laughs> All right. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. Find me on Ambassador Vegas and Kings of the Rings podcast. You can find at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us some five-star reviews. Listen to us each and every week on WrestleAddict Radio, on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. Amazon Music and also Audible as well. We're on there as well. Um, and follow Russell Attic Radio at Attic underscore Russell on Twitter and Russell Attic Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Consider our Patreon. Consider buying some merch. Read some of our Articles of War uh, articles because they're actually pretty fucking good. Uh, all of those links are in the description below. Kate, I hope you're I hope you're happy being an adult for now, and hopefully you will survive for next week because we might need you back. We want to we need some Kate reactions on this show. It's gonna oh, be yeah. some good stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck five star reviews. Give us six star reviews. If you can play on the internet long enough to make six stars a thing, it'll happen. Yeah, do so, the Meltzer scale. Give us a Meltzer scale review. Yeah, baby. Maybe we'll, we'll do a show live from the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get six stars. But I'm Will Tarish, a case of Thomas. A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Find me anywhere and everywhere you care to find me. Uh, go to my LinkedIn, guys. My LinkedIn's been popping with a bunch of clips I've been posting. I've been actually posting on LinkedIn. You get the most traction out of anywhere else I post. Who would have thought? Are you serious? That's right. I did. Yeah, yeah. Post a show on LinkedIn, dude. It'll be, it'll be great. Um, for people who actually care. People who actually, uh, people who actually reach out to me. So that's how I post on LinkedIn about, about like, you and and stuff. So, interesting enough. They're trying to sell me something. I don't fall for it. But until next week. <laughs> Yes, folks. So when we come back next week, we'll we'll be we'll be a fully functioning family. Hopefully, uh, Survivor Series doesn't disappoint us too much. But hey, anything can happen in a week, and you never know. Maybe someone else will get fired because they support unionization. But until then, folks, goodbye, good night, and someone I will never get into a collective bargaining agreement with ever is Slack, because I will always be on strike against Slack. Because fuck you, Slack. We will see you later, folks. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.